Welcome to this month's look at the nursing headlines from Johns Hopkins. I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Welcome, Elizabeth. I'm Trish Davidson, Dean of the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing, and it's always wonderful to have you come and visit with us. And wonderful to see you. We are talking about something this month that I find extremely concerning. We know that among healthcare professionals, there is a rate of suicide that's increasing, and recent news tells us this is particularly difficult for nurses. Yes, you know, I've been very distressed as well to see the data that suggests that nurses are killing themselves more frequently than aged matched populations. I think this is just part of the story of the stressful work environment for all healthcare professionals and we know that the spotlight has been on physicians and dentists previously. Now this increasing investigation with nurses but it's probably likely that this level of burden is prevalent across all healthcare professionals. I think it's just about that emotional encounter with the patient and their families that has always been there. But I really think the world around us makes it much more difficult to process many of those events. Help me to understand how you're looking at that. How are current events right now then juxtaposing against what happens and has always happened in the healthcare environment mm-hmm. where there are very wrenching situations and emotionally distressing things that healthcare workers are exposed to. Why would that combination be so particularly acute right now? So I think part of it is that the healthcare system is pressured much more. And even though we have many more therapies, not everybody has access to those therapies. And sometimes those therapies are overused. I think all health professionals are distressed by a range of factors. When people who they think are eligible for treatment don't get access to that treatment for a range of barriers from geography to finance. When treatments are overused, and we've talked about this much at the end of life, where many individuals perceive futility. Also within acute healthcare systems are really like a pressure cooker of activity and emotion. And sometimes it's very hard to process all of those events. In this current day and age, we have more of a voice, I think, than we ever had. But achieving that voice can sometimes be challenging and also stressful, standing up for something that you don't perceive is right. I'd like to follow it up in just a second, but let me just return for a moment to the suicidality How can nurses support each other? How can nurses support other members of the healthcare team? And if a nurse feels that she or he is having an issue, what can they do? Firstly, you're well aware that nursing does not always have a supportive and enabling culture. There's a long history of eating the young, these processes of initiation. We have to recognise individuals' vulnerabilities, that not everybody's the same, not everyone processes conflict and grief in the same way, and we just have to have a kinder work environment. How we bring back that humanity is really important. Many journalists have been asking me about this suicide issue in nursing. I think it's always been there, not as talked about, Just as we talk about with guns, nurses have the knowledge and means to do it successfully if they want to do it. We need to reach out. We need maybe some ritualistic activities that equilibrate us and bring us into the moment and why we're doing the work. Because it's very easy to get sucked into negativity. 
And I can't tell you how many of my friends who say, look, I'm just having a media blackout for a week because I just can't cope with the negativity. Part of it is our external world, the distressing things that we see in the world around us. So I think it's a confluence of all of those factors. If the numbers of suicides are as predicted, you can only imagine what the level of depression, anxiety, stress, morbidity, alcohol, drug use is of maladaptive behaviours to this very stressful environment. That is really concerning because we know that those factors contribute not just to misery for individual nurses and their families, but also puts patients at risk. So we know that the National Academies are just about to release their report looking at these factors across all the healthcare professionals. I think we need to take stock of those recommendations and implement them in a meaningful way. So I think this is a very complex issue. It's also set on a course to become much more acute because of the way that the healthcare system is being delivered. That's a little bit of a pessimistic message for you. Is there any positive spin that's possible here? The positive spin is that people have recognised a problem and an issue. It's how we move from evangelism and projects to systemic cultural change. Maybe that's just what I know is just going to be a huge and heavy lift. How do we change this course of a profession where cultural norms and values are strongly embedded? People are under increased pressure to do more with less. We have this huge increase in violence against healthcare workers, which I struggle to think where is all of that coming from. Also, a society where we're seeing increased inequalities and more basically reasons to be upset and distraught. In a nursing school such as Johns Hopkins, one of the really important ways we have to do is to teach people effective self-care. And also to a certain extent, we have to build resilience. I was having this conversation with a faculty member yesterday and resilience is a big deal because healthcare is tough and it always has been tough. It does not mean you have to be tough but you have to be able to ride that wave and not get pulled under with the undertoes which are there. So it's like seeking supportive and enabling environments, making sure that you have colleagues around you that are going to enable you, and also making sure when you go home after work that you have something that fulfills your soul. The other thing that we haven't talked about is the working life of nurses. Many nurses are working 12-hour shifts. So that means working very, very hard for a long period of time. Many nurses, we know shift work actually exacerbates depression. Sleep disruption, as we know, is a major cause of mental health problems. So I think we probably need to have a really good, hard look at what is a healthy work environment. And I think the good news is that to, to date, healthy work environments for nurses have focused on not hurting their backs and avoiding needle stick injuries and things like this. I think what these data show us, and more importantly, that we know that a healthier workforce is going to be associated with better patient outcomes. We need to look at the mental health of nurses as well. 
Excellent. One thing we didn't mention that we were intending to talk about was, wow, where are nurses in the media? How come we're not seeing more nurses? Clearly, you have stepped up to that role, but how are we going to make sure that more nurses get that opportunity? Yes, you're referring to the results of the Woodhull study, which have shown that nurses are not represented well in the media, in fact, at 2% at the current findings. This is, again, nothing is simple. So I think part of this is nurses feeling comfortable to step up and have their voice. The other thing is the media who wants the big wow cure story, and it's nurses owning their own voice. So we know, sadly, and I think the last time we spoke, we talked about the unfortunate issue of a nurse standing trial. We need to think about some positive stories for nursing, but also I think for healthcare journalists to really understand if nurses are providing 50% of the care in developed countries, and if you go into global health, into emerging economies, 85% of the care, if you are not listening to nurses, you are only getting 50% of the picture of the story. So I think for healthcare journalists who are inherently investigative, inherently curious, and inherently searching for the truth, failing to talk to nurses and giving them a voice means that you are not getting the whole story. I'm going to take that one to heart, I hope. (laughs) On that note, that's a look at this month's nursing headlines from Johns Hopkins. I'm Elizabeth.